We are on Samach Gimel and Aleph 63a on the ninth line, continuing the discussion of a student looking at a shochet's knife in the town or location of the Rebbe. Amar Rava, Rava said, Surba Mirabanan Chazile Nafshe, a student of Rabbanan may look at a knife when the Shechita will be for the student. Ravina Iklola Machoza, Ravina went to Machoza, Aiti Ushbizchine Sakina Vekamachavile. His innkeeper brought him the knife and showed it to him. Amrle zil amtie le Rava. Ravina said, "Take it to Rava." Amrle, the innkeeper said to him, "Osavar mar had Amar Rava tzurba ravanan chazid nafshei." Do we not hold like Rava said that a student may look at the knife for himself? Amrle ana mizban zavina. Ravina said, "I will be buying the meat from you. This is a commercial transaction." It is not being shechted for me. Rabbi Elazar mehagronia v'rav Abba bar Tachlifa ikul ulebe rav Acha breder of Ika v'atre de rav Acha bar Yaakov. Rabbi Elazar from Hagronia and Rav Abba bar Tachlifa went to the house of Rav Acha breder of Ika in the city of Rav Acha bar Yaakov. Bayi rav Acha breder rav Ika leneva lehu igla tilta. Rav Acha breder of Ika wanted to make for them an igla tilta. Rashi says an igla tilta is a calf that's one-third grown, and that's when the meat is most tasty. And Rashi continues and says there are those who interpret an igla tilta as being a third-born calf, but that can't be right because the Gemara in Sanhedrin says that Rav Hanina and Rav Oshia were studying Sefer Yitzira, a Kabbalistic work, and they made a, an igla tilta, like the famous golem that is attributed to the Maharal, made using the Sefer Yetzirah, they made an Igla Tilta using the Sefer Yetzirah. And if it was made through Kabbalistic means, like a golem, then it wasn't a third-born calf. So Igla Tilta, according to Rashi, cannot mean third-born. It means a one-third grown calf, which apparently is very tender. Aiti Sakina become a He brought a knife and he showed it to them. Rav Acha Bar Tachlifa said, Are you not worried about the elder, about the local rabbi, Rav Acha Bar Yaakov? Amr Lahu, Rav Elazar Mehagronia, Hachi Amr Ravat, Surbam Ravanan, Chazilinafshay. Rav Elazar Mehagronia said, What Rava said, that a Tamil Chacham, a student, may examine the knife when the Shechita is for him. Chazi vi Anish, Rav Elazar Mehagronia. Rav Elazar Mehagronia looked at the knife and he was punished from heaven in some way that he knew to attribute to the fact that he looked at the knife. Sumar asked, why was he punished? Did not Rava say that a Tzurba Mirabanan may look at the knife for himself? Sumar answered, Since somebody brought up the kavod, the honor of Rav Achav it was disrespectful to say, no, we don't need to show it to him. Even though Technically, they did not need to show it to him, but once his name came up, it was wrong to dismiss him. Or if you wish, you could say, that the reason they needed to show it to Rav Achav and Rav Elazar Mehagronia was punished was because he was very old and wise. It was a chacham muflag, an exceptional chacham, and is in a different category. Amarava. Rava says, To stop someone from transgressing, one may do even in front of his Rebbe. 
Ravina Habayativ Kameh Ravashi. Ravina was sitting in front of Ravashi. Chazi lehu gavra de ka'asar lehamre v'tzinta v'shabta. He saw somebody who was tying his donkey to a palm tree on Shabbos, which is prohibited midrabanan. Rama ve'kala v'lo ashkach He yelled at him, and the person did not listen. Amrle v'havi ha'gavra v'shanta. So he said that person should be excommunicated. Amrle, and then Ravina said to Ravashi, ki ha'gavna mi mitchaza kafgeruta. Does it appear that I was lawless, disrespectful to you? Amrle, Ravashi replied, ein chokhmav, ein tunav, ein itzal, neged Hashem. There is no wisdom and no understanding and no counsel opposite Hashem, meaning, Whenever Chilu Hashem is involved, one does not show honor to Rebbe to stop someone from transgressing an Isser and being disrespectful to Tamidi Chachamim. One has to act even in the presence of his Rebbe. Amar Rava, Bifanav Asur Rava said, if, if one paskins a halacha, not referring to stopping someone from transgressing, but returning to the original subject, begun on the previous daf of poskening in the presence of one's Rebbe, if it's literally in his presence, it's prohibited, and the one who does it, chayav mitah. Shalobah panav, if it's not physically in his presence, asur, it's prohibited, ve'en chayav mitah. But he's not liable for the death penalty. This is misa vide shamayim. Shalobah panav lo. Is that the case? That when it's not in his presence, it's not prohibited? Vatanya, what we learned in Brisa, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, according to the Girs of the Bach, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says, the sons of Aaron died because they passed into halacha in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. My darush, what did they darshan? Says that the sons of Aaron put a fire on the mizbeach. Even though fire comes down from heaven, there's a mitzvah to bring man-made fire. And the Brisa continues, There was a student who paskin the halacha in front of Rabbi Eliezer. Amar Rabbi Eliezer, Ima Shalom Ishto, Rabbi Eliezer said to his wife, Ima Shalom, Rabbi Eliezer's wife's name was Ima Shalom, she was a sister of Rabbi Gamliel, Tamiya Ani Imyotzi Zeshnoto. I will be very surprised if this student lives out the year. Velohitzi Shnoto, and he did not live out the year. Amralo, she said to him, Naviata, are you a Navi, are you a prophet? Amarla, lo Naviyanuchi, lo ben Naviyanuchi. Rabbi Eliezer said, I am neither a prophet nor the student nor the son of a prophet. But I have a tradition. If anyone paskins a halacha in front of his Rebbe, he's Chayav Misa. That's the Brisa. So what's the question? The Gemara says, That student's name was Yehuda ben Guria. And he was three parsaos away. Well, if he was three parsaos away, that's a quite a distance, that's the width of the camp of Bnei Israel. then why was he Chayv Misa? According to what we said before, if a student paskins, but not in the presence of his Rebbe, he's not Chayv Misa. Our answer is B'fanav, Hava, he was in his presence. Our answer but Rabbi Barbachana said he was three parsaos away. According to you, why does it tell me his name and his father's name? So you should not say that it's a parable, it's not a real story. So too, it's telling you that he lived three parsos away. 
it's telling you where he lived. So you'll know it's a true story. But the Paskening itself happened in front of Rabbi Eliezer. Am Rabbi Chiyabar Abba, Am Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Chiyabar Abba said that Rabbi Yochanan said, Kol Anyone who paskens halacha in front of his Rebbe deserves to be bitten by a snake. Shnemar, Vayan Elihu ben Berechel Habuzi, Vayomer Tzair Ani Liamim Begomer, Elihu ben Berechel Habuzi, one of the friends of Eob, said, I am young, Alkain Zachalti, therefore I crawled with fear, Ochtiv Imchamatz Ocholayafar, and the Pasuk in Parashat Hazinu refers to snakes as Ocholayafar, crawling in the dirt. Ziiri Amar Ravichanina Nikrachote. Ziiri says, Ravichanina said, that a person who paskins in front of his Rebbe is called a sinner. Shinamar Bilibit Safanti Imratechal Amar Lechtalach. It says that in my heart I kept your word so that I will not sin to you. Ravamnuna Ramitiv, Ravamnuna asked about a contradiction in Psukim Ktiv Bilibit Safanti Imratechal. One Pasuk says, I kept your word in my heart. Another Pasuk says, I proclaimed righteousness, justice in a large congregation. Both Psukim were said by David Amalach. Seems to be a contradiction. Lo kasha, it's not a kasha. One was talking about when his Rebbe, Ira Hayairi, was still alive. Then he kept his opinions to himself. The other one's talking about when his Rebbe was not alive. Then he proclaimed justice to a large congregation. Rabbi Abba Barzavda said, if one gives all of his gifts to one Kohen, he brings famine to the world. was a Kohen to David. Was he only a Kohen to David and not to the rest of the world? Rather, it means that David would send all of his gifts to Ira Hayairi. It says afterwards, There was a famine in the days of David. Rabbi Eliezer says, If one paskins in front of his Rebbe, according to another gear set, it's Rabbi Elazar, because Rabbi Eliezer before said that one who paskins in front of his Rebbe deserves to die. This is Rabbi Elazar, says that a person who paskins in front of his Rebbe will be lowered from his stature. As it says, the Lazar Cohen said to the people of the army when they returned from fighting Midian, Even though he told them, God commanded my uncle Moshe Rabbeinu, and he did not command me, even so he was punished, because when Yeshua was appointed as a leader, it, the Pasuk said that he will stand in front of Elazar Cohen and ask the Urim Betumim questions. And in fact, we don't find that Yoshua ever needed to consult the Urim Betumim. Elazar HaKohen was demoted from his greatness in that Yoshua never needed him. Anyone who answers in front of his Rebbe will go to the grave childless. Shinemar. Says that Yoshua Binun, the servant of Moshe, from his young men, spoke up and said, My master Moshe, Kilaim, punish the two people who were prophesying in the camp, Eldad Umedad. There are different opinions brought by Rashi and Chumash what Kilaim means, but 
He's saying they deserve some punishment. And it says, Nun bino Yoshua bino. Nun his son, Yoshua his son, and the genealogy of that branch of the tribe of Ephraim ends there, implying that Yoshua had no son. Rabbi Abba Bar Papa said Yoshua was punished that he had no sons because for one night he prevented the Jewish people from engaging in Piria Verivia. Shinemar, as it says, when Yoshua was in Yericho, he lifted his eyes and he saw an angel with his sword outstretched. Yoshua asked him, Who are you? And he answered, I am the general of Hashem. I have come now. Amarlo, he said to him, Yesterday you did not bring the Korban Tamid of the afternoon. And tonight you have not learned Torah. And Yoshua asked him, For which one did you come? Amarlo, Atabati. I came now. Miyad, Vayelech Yoshua. Yoshua went that night in the valley. Teaches that he went in the valley of Halacha. In other words, he plumbed the depths of Torah that night. And we have a tradition. Whenever the Aaron and the Shechina are not in their place, people are not allowed to engage in Tashmishamita. Rashi explains they spent the night engaged in a siege, even though nighttime was not a time of war, and they should have put the Aron back in its place so that people could go home to their wives. Since they didn't do that, not only they didn't learn Torah because they were busy engaging in the siege, but they also uh, prevented people from engaging in Piria Verivia, and for that, Yoshua was punished that he had no son. Amar Shmuel bar Inya Mishmei Derav where Shmuel bar Inya said in the name of Rab, Gadol Tamut Torah Yeter Makarat Studying Torah is greater than bringing the Korban Tamid. Amrle Atabati, because the angel said, I've come now, I've come for the issue now, which is that you're not learning Torah, not for the issue earlier, which was that you did not bring the Korban Tamid. Amr Brona Amarav, Kol Yashem B'Kilash Ish Vishto Shreenba, Halava Katuv Omer, Neshei Imi, Tegarshun Mibet Tanugeh. If someone sleeps in the same room, Rashi translates, where a man and his wife are sleeping. About him it says, you have divorced the women of my nation from the house of their pleasure. Rav Yosef says, even when the wife is a nida, so that the husband and wife would not be allowed to be together, nevertheless, it's not proper for someone to sleep in their room, because they can still have privacy. Rav Amar, Rava says, to the contrary, if his wife is a nida, then the person who interferes should be blessed, the lohi. But that's not right. Until then, who was guarding the husband? We trust a husband and wife to behave properly when the wife is a nida. We don't need an interloper to be in their room. And therefore, the Gemara disagrees with Rava's statement that the person should be blessed. Gemara says, There was an alley in which someone by the name of Lachman Baristak, a non-Jew, lived. Amrulay, they said to him, Ogarlan Rishutech, rent us your Rishus, because when a non-Jew lives there, as we learn in the Mishnah, you have to rent his Rishus in order to be able to carry. Lo Ogarlahu, he would not rent it to them. Atu Amrulay Labaye, they went to tell Abaye, Amrulahu, Zilu Betilu Rishutech Udgabichad, 
Abaye said, go, all of you, nullify your Rishus to one Jew, then it will be one Jew in a place of one guy, and one Jew in a place of one guy is not prohibited, like Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says in the Mishnah. Isn't that because it's not common for one Jew to live with one guy? But here, the Jews do live with the guy. Abai said the whole concept of people being mevatel the rishus to one member of the chutzner is something not common. And something which is not common, the rabbanan were not goes there on. This is not the end of the story, but we will stop here, and the story continues on the next stop.